Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Hey there, thank you for spending some time. I am just grateful each week. I am blessed, I think is the best way of saying this. I appreciate you all. I take the responsibility of walking with you in this journey that you and I are on of life and of ministry. I take it very serious, and I am grateful each week just for an opportunity to share with you and then throughout the week to hear from you and with some of you to get to partner and do ministry together. And it brings me great joy to be able to do that. My name is John. This is the Christian Media Marketing Show. We're a podcast and a video at the same time. So sometimes there's lots to show in the video. And sometimes, like today's, there's just going to be a few key words. This is the second part of just some strategy and some thinking that I wanted to share with you. A couple of weeks ago, I talked with you about some questions that you should be thinking about as I think, at least, as we move forward with digital engagement. Yes, some weeks we're going to dive into the nitty-gritty of Google or Facebook, and sometimes we're going to show, like we did just last week, I believe, how to add words to some of your videos. Really cool stuff. I I really enjoyed uh, learning that and getting able to do that and share that with you. Some of the stuff, though, are things that are burdens that I carry. Some of them are things where... As I have voiced them in the past, things like burnout, things like feeling uh, just frustrated, depressed, that some of you have said, I, I feel the same thing. I feel the, the spiritual warfare, the burden of what it is that you and I do. The places that are left, the places where the, the gospel has not been told, where people have never heard it, are hard. And this is a spiritual battle, one in which there are real casualties that come about. But what I want to share with you today is some thinking and some strategy. These are things that I am reading, things that I am trying to process and work through and share with our Kavanaugh Media team, with myself, and with any of our partners and clients that we get to work with. And so I want to dive into just, there's four of them today of these concepts of, of really just a, some thinking. It's more thinking strategy than anything else. And the first one is just this, a holy dissatisfaction. I don't know if, if you are any bit like me, but I get, I'm always tinkering. I'm always trying to figure something out, make something better. And sometimes it, I think it frustrates people. Sometimes I think it's just a, a character flaw on my part where it's like just rejoice in what you have, what just happened, just that moment that you just had right there. I'll give you a, a story here before we, we go too far into it. In my previous life, I've only had one, but I've gotten to do a lot of different things. I've been in the military. I was a professor. I've coached basketball, 
at the at a college level. I've been a campus minister, a missionary, uh, and so a lot of different things. And I draw on a lot of these different experiences just in my life now. I remember one time coaching, small little college that I was coaching at, a Christian college, and we went into the to this tournament, and it was a national tournament. And I remember winning the first game of the tournament. And what I said to the guys was, I want us to act like we've been here before. I want us to, I don't even want us to cheer. So there was a timeout right before the end of that first game. And I said, this is what's going to happen. And then they're going to do this. And, and, and then we're going to do this. And, and it, it happened. Okay. And, and so I said, and when we win this game, I don't want you smiling. I don't want you cheering. I'll let you know when you can celebrate. And so we did. We won the game. All the guys kept a good stoic face. They shake the other team's hands. We went in the locker room, still not celebrating yet. It wasn't until we got out on the bus to leave that late night down in Oklahoma City to go eat that then I told the guys, now we can celebrate on it. And I've looked back on that, and there's part of me that goes, wow, that was really good. And there's another part of me that's like, eh, I don't know. What was I trying to do by delaying that sometimes? Because sometimes when we delay celebrating, we were never satisfied. We're, we're never. And, and you could say, well, that's good. You know, always keep pushing. Always keep hustling. That, that is something that the older I get, I'm not always wanting to just hustle for the sake of, oh, let's make a name or a brand or look at us. Um, it's just not what I want to be about. And I, I don't know where you're at on that process as well, but there is something to what I think is a holy dissatisfaction. Uh, let me give you another example. What browser do you currently use? Do you, you use the stock browser that came with your computer? Do you use... Microsoft Edge, or do you use Safari, depending on Mac or PC? There's been research that's looked into the highest producers of people. And one of the things that they have found is that in business, when people are using not a stock browser, they ended up being higher producers. Now, there may be some limitations to that study. There may be some, some ways where that's not true. But in this book that I was reading that was sharing about this, that was one of the things that they discovered, was that when people look and are dissatisfied with the status quo, when they're always looking to something different, that that is a continual growth process. So I wanted you to be thinking that way as well. I want us at Kavanaugh to always be thinking about, what, but what if and what's coming? And that's what I was sharing about in the previous strategy uh, show with you. But there's also this idea that we cannot lose a sense of urgency in the work that we're doing. We're up in the high 160s as far as episodes now. But one of the first episodes that we ever did as far as the show was this one about a sense of urgency. And in the book, Evangelism as an Exile, it talks about this idea of we can get so caught up into everyday life that we lose the reality of what it is that you and I do. 
And it says that in Noah's story, there's one correlation, one or more correlation to Peter's readers, as Peter is referring back to Noah's time. Jesus said that the Son of Man would be like the days of Noah. That's in Matthew chapter 24. Just as in people in Noah's days were eating, they were drinking, they were going about their normal lives until they were suddenly swept away by a flood, so it's going to be at the second coming of Jesus. Judgment will come swiftly and when it's least expected. And it's this coming judgment that the author of the book Evangelism as an Exile says, it is this, Peter emphasized, is what the gospel must be proclaimed. That is why the gospel must be proclaimed. It's why we must announce it with urgency. It is why even when those there are people who deride our message and mock our faith, even when it involves risk, you and I need to have a sense of urgency because heaven and hell are real. And it's possible that we can do digital engagement and just look at metrics and look at numbers and go, oh, there was 10,000 people that watched this video or whatever, but that's 10,000 souls that Jesus died for. And they matter. And they will spend an eternity in either heaven or hell. And I believe that the message that you and I have is eternally important. And so we need to push and we need to have an, a sense of urgency and a holy dissatisfaction with just the status quo. In another book that's called Essentialism, the, the author talks about this. This is his quote. When there's a serious lack of clarity about what a team stands for and what their goals and their roles are, people's experience uh, is, is quite telling. He says here that they experience confusion, stress, and frustration. When there's a high level of clarity, on the other hand, people thrive. Maybe you've been on some teams where the leaders seem to just be jumping from one thing to the next. They do not have a vision. Maybe they don't even know what they're doing. And they jump on the next leading thing, the next big thing, the next shiny object, like I talked about a few months ago. Now, what is it that you and I are called to do? Then let's do that. Let's not do the easy stuff. Let's do the hard stuff. And let's not be satisfied with just mediocrity and the way things have been. Instead, let's push forward into new ways. All right, so how do we do that? Well, one of the ways is a phrase that I heard, and that is veja do. You've probably heard of deja vu, which is when you encounter something new, but it feels as if you've seen it before, okay? Like the matrix things. But vujade is the exact opposite of it. And it's when we face something very familiar, but we see it with a brand new, fresh perspective, with brand new eyes that gives us new insights into old problems. I love this concept of veja du, and that is we're looking at the way that things are, but we're, we're having new insights, new eyes, new questions that come about, and we go, wait a minute. Why? Why do we do it like this? What if we did it like that? What if we flip things around? I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm sharing at a church, not this weekend, but next, about how to be a digital church with a physical presence. And I want to challenge them to completely keep their theological perspective, but to look at everything else that they do with brand new eyes. 
come back to it. Is it found in Scripture? Great. Then let's do it. But are we putting artificial constraints on the work that we do because we think we have to do whatever that one thing or two things might be or in a certain way? So I would love for you to have a sense of awe and wonder and this sense of veja du, which is that you are looking at familiar things with brand new eyes. Now, one of the ways you can do this, I shared about this at my talk at the EMDC conference. I've put it here on our show, but it's just this idea of connecting dots. It is this idea that once you begin to get these flows of ideas, it's, it, there's an ease that comes about that new thoughts begin to permeate or come into the group. In the book, Team of Teams, they talk about this. And he says in there that, that it is like the idea of the flu spreading. And so it, it, the more it becomes, the more it interacts, the more people become susceptible to it, it starts to spread. Ideas, connecting dots, having this idea of veja du that's driven by a holy dissatisfaction, that is a key to this contagion of creativity, of breaking through barriers. And we're going to need them because I think that there's more and more barriers that are coming along. I think there are more things that are going to be standing in the way of the gospel work that you and I do in the near future. And so we have to keep pushing on and finding new ways, new dots. In fact, there's two things that we're working on right now that I was sharing with one of our, our partners and friends at GMPI this week and a call with them. And, they, and uh, Nathaniel says in the call, that sounds like a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, it could be, except I don't want to share these ideas so that those who would wish to do harm or stop the work that we all get to do would hear about them and find ways to stop them. So there are just some things that we're continuing to push forward on that I'll find ways to share them in a way where it is protected, but it is that idea of constantly being dissatisfied with, oh, why do we have to keep doing it this way, looking at it with new eyes and connecting the dots. This will bring about some originality. This is going to bring about new ideas that maybe were never even thought about before, or maybe they didn't work before. All right? And that's, that's the, the great thing about this, is that we look at stuff and we just allow creativity and new, new ideas to come about. So Sir Richard Branson has this mantra for all of his employees, which is this, A, B, C, D always be connecting dots. So collect dots of diverse tools in the history of humanity. In, it, he says this, if there was one person who is a master of collecting diverse dots, it was Leonardo da Vinci. And so he had interest in areas of painting and sculpting, architecture, science, music, mathematics, engineering, literature, all of these kind of things that were interest to him, things that he was definitely interested in. And he began to pull all of these different things together to bring up new ideas and new originality and new creativity. So whatever it is that you're interested in, read widely, have wide interest, and always have that sense of connecting these different dots of ideas and things together to be able to do that. Now, finally, there's one last area, which is an area that, you know, many times uh, we 
as far as Kavanaugh Media go into, which is this idea that we are, are a business as mission. And it's the idea of the word entrepreneur. And I was surprised to find out that this word was coined by an economist, that makes sense, Richard Cantillo, and it means bearer of risk. So the idea, if you're an entrepreneur, is that you are a bearer of risk. And so it is this idea of risk and knowing that some things might not work that can fuel innovation and fuel this holy dissatisfaction and this sense of urgency and of veja du and of connecting the dots. In the book Black Box Thinking, where it talks about sharing the things that aren't working, he says there, failures feed the imagination. It drives us forward. But you and I were not born with the fear of failure. It's not an instinct. There are certain things that are. We get scared. There's, you know, there's all sorts of natural parts that God has placed in us. But fear of failure is not one of them. It's something that grows and develops in you and me many times as we get older. Very young children do not have a fear of failure at all. In fact, they have all sorts of fun trying new things and learning and all sorts of stuff because they're not afraid about what other people will think. They're not afraid of failing. They're just exploring. It is that kind of an idea that I would love for you and I to have. Even if you're, if you're not doing a business, you can still have that entrepreneurial spirit, that bearer of risk, that willing to push forward and try something even if it doesn't work. So I hope that these four concepts, each of them building on the previous one, will spur you on. I hope that it is something that encourages you. I hope it is something that makes you go with you and your team to think about just what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Why are we continuing to do something? Just all of that. Make it fair game. Push forward. See what's working and do more of that. But always be taking risks because people matter. And it is our service, our privilege to be a part of the kingdom to help people know Jesus. So if this is a benefit to you, we'd love to hear that. Make sure you subscribe to the video show, if you would, on our YouTube channel. The audio, the video, both of them, Lord willing, come out every Friday, 1.15 a.m. And so we hope that it is a good end of your week, beginning of your weekend, and that it will be an important part of whatever you're doing in digital engagement. Until next time, thanks so much for just taking some time out with me today. And may God bless you as you make his son famous. Take care and bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for him and for his kingdom.